welcome once again to another episode of Fekava Vet Chat. Tonight, I would like to talk about myself and I would like to talk about love at first sight. Love at first sight, not to a person, but to a city. And the city I'm talking about is Istanbul, the place where Europe meets Asia, the city of the Blue Mosque, of the Hagia Sophia, of the Bosporus, where ships have passed through from the Black Sea into the Sea of Marmaris to carry on to the Mediterranean, a real meeting point between East and West, a city with endless history in the past and for sure also in the future. In this magical place, one of our colleagues, Gizem Taktak, is working as a veterinary surgeon. So welcome to Fekava Vetchet, Gizem Taktak Brun. Hello. Hello. Hi, Gizem. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Yeah. So, first of all, I'm I'm always interested. We we had an interview not so long ago with mm-hmm. um, uh, Shane Ryan um, from <laughs> Singapore, and uh, he had uh, I think 28 degrees or so. And at the time of recording, we are now at the end of January. I have about zero degrees outside. How's the temperature? How's the weather in Istanbul tonight? Now is 10 degree outside. It's not so bad. Okay. Yeah, but you know, I'm a little bit uh, cold every time, so <laughs> I'm wearing my heavy knee yes, jacket, yeah. so it's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. nearly alpine, so mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, but I think a lot of people are surprised. They always think of Turkey to be a really hot country, but uh, uh, in Istanbul, not, not so much. Uh, we have a winter, and I think almost like a, two weeks ago, we have a snow. And yeah. everybody is afraid of the snow because it's a crowded city, uh, Istanbul. So when it's snowing, it's wow, it's a big deal because of the traffic, how the people will go to their work because a lot of people living in this city. So I don't know, uh, we can't see the beauty of the snow. We're just afraid. Uh, the people mm-hmm. afraid, I mean, not me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have the same thing in England as soon as there's a little bit of snow. Partially, people have only summer tires and don't have so yeah. winter tires. And then it's it's not easy to drive. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so, very bad. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. So, yeah, Istanbul. I mean, how big is Istanbul now? 20 million or already more? Uh, we have uh, almost like uh, 17 million people living in Istanbul. That's a lot. It's uh, I think uh, they say it officially 16 million, uh, but I don't think so. It's more. It's growing city, and we have sort of some districts. It's so big, which I live in in Atashehir. It's almost like two million people are living in here, and you can imagine. Uh, maybe you will ask me how many vets is here uh, in in my area I can say we have like 10 veterinary clinic just in Atashir clinics yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we yeah. have uh, also hospitals vet hospitals too I mean uh, maybe eight clinics and two big uh, 24 hours open uh, clinics uh, in hospitals I mean next to my clinic too 
Um, one should explain, um, there is the uh, European part of Istanbul, and then there's the Asian, Asian part, part. Istanbul, and you are in the Asian, Asian part. Asian part, yes. Istanbul. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, I, what I was surprised about uh, was uh, in the Asian part, when I was over there the last time, mm -hmm. um, a lot of the cats are quite, what shall I say, quite chilled. I mean, there are yeah. a lot of cats out there mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, a lot of people who look actually they, very... They are taking care of the cats, yes. Cats. Mm -hmm. So... Is there a tradition in Istanbul that the, I mean, like like in uh, in in ancient Egypt, obviously they they, they um, uh, worship cats actually because yeah. they were keeping the vermin down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they were catching mice, they were catching rats, mm -hmm. and they they were very very well respected. Is that mm -hmm. is that the same thing in Istanbul? I think I can say yes because uh, mostly. Uh, I worked in Asian part, but also I worked uh, before I opened my clinic in the European part too. Uh, but I can say this, the people are taking care of the cats outside. For example, I have a lot of clients uh, really good pay to me as a street cat. So it's the cats is not belong to them. I mean, just the street cats in uh, in their garden i mean we don't have a garden especially we have so many big blocks but they have a protective garden in the each uh mm -hmm. like a apartments so it's mm -hmm. like a, with the fences with the security so the cats uh secured there because uh, of the cars and the traffic and the dogs because we have street dogs too and so the people are taking care of them when they get sick they are trying to uh, put money on the cat and you know collect the like a foundation or something like this mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. of course uh, this is the uh, point that we are making a little bit uh, discount because otherwise they can't afford the normal um, like normal payment of the normal charge i mean so we are trying to help them, but uh, it's uh, also the question in the veterinary chamber, what we have to do because uh, the normally the government has to take care of the cat, but it's a huge amount and the people are feeding them, they are growing and uh, you know, the breeding as hell. So some of them, they are uh, getting to our clinic and we are castrating or make out, you know, nutrate them and put it in the street back so but the people are taking care of them it's so such a good so i can say the quarter of my business is going on the street cats too because i have uh, cages in my clinic and full of street cats not any uh, domestic i'm not domestic i mean the owner cat is uh, in the clinic now for example that, that sort of um uh, raises sort of the question of workload um when when you look at your uh, your day-to-day -day workload uh, is it sort of 50 50 percent cats 50 percent dogs or that more cats at your clinic or i think my clinic is mostly the cats medicine uh <laughs> like i can say maybe 70 60 percent cats mostly yeah uh, because the people are living in the apartments, so they don't have a, so such a big dogs. 
Uh, they have goldens and labradors, yes, but they have small dogs. We have a huge population of the Pomerian and, you know, very popular poodles we have, Yorkshire Terriers. But I think it's the popularity now from the, they are seeing in the Instagram or TikTok or something like this, the people wants to buy that's such a small dogs because they can carry them when they are traveling. So... How is that with brachiocephalic breeds? So say French bulldogs, pugs, are they also very popular in Turkey? Yeah, pugs, they are very popular, uh, but not um, as much as the poodles and the Pomerian and the small spitz breeds. Uh, but we have pugs and I have clients too. Uh, but as long as the breeding... Uh, trading is still going on the people are seeing them and thinking that they are adorable and they they want to buy yes um, i mean thinking about dogs with brachiocephalic uh, um, uh, uh, anatomical features uh, in a city like istanbul that gets really hot in the summer yes that's true quite difficult you have a lot of dogs that get brought in with heat stroke in the summer or with uh, that are struggling to um, uh, uh, because of their constricted airways in the, in the summer months? Is that an actually, issue? Actually, I don't have any cases about this. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe because we don't have so much French bulldogs and maybe English bulldogs because uh, in my clinic, I don't have, I just have the pugs and yeah, but they, they are not going with them to so many places because of the heat uh, in the summer. They probably also will have quite a bit of air conditioning where they keep yeah. the yeah, dogs during the, the worst time of the day indoors. You know? That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. With the cats, what, what I was wondering is um, uh, vaccinations, sort of what do you tend to vaccinate against in, uh, in Istanbul, feline diseases? Yeah, so we have uh, seen a lot of panleukopenia, and I mean a lot, like I can say the quarter of my patient or from the street, I have, I'm seeing a lot of panleukopenia, herpes virus and calice virus, I mean huge. Uh, in my clinic now I have uh, three patients, the calice virus and the, the mouth and ulceration and uh, you know, the very bad pain in their mouth. We have seen a lot of uh, FIP, feline infectious peritonitis, a lot because uh, of the street cats. They are uh, outside, they are spreading the virus like hell. So the, when the people are uh, making adoption from the street, they don't know the heritage or they sick or not. After 10 or five days later, maybe months later, uh, they, they are getting sick and they have this disease because mostly our patients are FIP, uh, feline infected peritonitis, the coronavirus, I mean. How is that with, with retrovirus diseases? So feline leukemia virus, feline immunodeficiency virus, do they play a role? That's a good question because actually I'm not seeing that so much. We have a lot of panleukopenia, but I'm not seeing any leukemia or like um, FIV. I can say this, for example, 10 
patient, if I can have a 10 cat patients from the street, I'm just seeing maybe one time FIV, FIV uh, patient, like, mm -hmm. but panleukopenia and FIP, that's a huge amount, huge. How do you organize these uh, these tests when you when you do um, any blood tests? Uh, obviously, the range of blood tests you probably can do indoor. I mean, there are SNAP tests, for example, for for FIV and FVLD, or uh, also for yeah. coronavirus. Although the um, uh, obviously that's that's not the whole story. Um, yeah. uh, if you send uh, samples off. Uh, how long does it take and uh, are they examined in Istanbul or where do you send where do you send your your lab samples your blood samples? so we have a very qualified veterinary laboratory in Istanbul uh, which uh, is very good and but basically uh, the people wants the uh, solution very fast so I'm using a snap test very quick answer for the if I saw some oral um, lesion in their mouth, so I'm recommended the SNAP test uh, for the leukemia and FIV. So if I'm seeing any suspicion, I'm sending the lab. For FIP, I mean the feline coronavirus, we have an immunocomp, it's a, a ELISA test, mm -hmm. so it takes like uh, 45 minutes, uh, maybe 50 minutes to make it. Uh, so I can say the, the clients, so this cat has a coronavirus, but it doesn't mean FIP, but for the symptoms, uh, I can say. And so the people, uh, of course, uh, for the uh, ELISA test, it costs a lot of money, but uh, the people are saying, okay, because the SNAP test is more cheap, but it's not saying it's the disease uh, actually, yes or no, just a suspicion. Yeah. Talking, talking about money, I, I would assume, I don't know, a pet insurance, do you have that in Turkey? Yeah, that's a good question because uh, pet insurance companies is not good working in Turkey. But um, you have some, yeah? We have one company, and but there's always changing the, the main company. We have mm -hmm. a uh, pet insurance, but it's not including the in a medicine uh, cost or just the sudden uh, emergency um, kind of, sort of thing. cover really then yeah 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 for example for the cats uh, how what can they have just falling down in the very high apartment just it's covering but for the dogs maybe more useful for the emergency car accidents or uh, swallow a big uh, foreign body something like this mm -hmm. so the people uh, uh, I can say just the five percent of my client making the insurance. I can say mm -hmm. this. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I found that that this is something. I mean, obviously, we have that already very well established in the UK and also mm -hmm. in Scandinavia. I just sort of uh, follow it a little bit more now in the German-speaking countries, and it is becoming definitely also more now in Central Europe. And I mean, this this eventually filters through. So this. Uh, uh, this understanding that there are certain events you insure you against uh, yourself yeah. against, and one are sort of high veterinary bills. And uh, yeah, I think this is becoming more and more commonplace because I mean, also the expectations of clients mm -hmm. are yeah. increasing all the time. 
-hmm. because uh, they have to work on it because I don't understand the insurance style but they have to work in Turkey about this because it's a big thinking that they have to you know sort of uh, um, thinking about this I think in Turkey they have to think like in the US but it's not the same because it's a different country so different laws everything is different How is it with um, vector-borne diseases, uh, um, uh, parasite diseases? What are probably the most uh, commonly encountered diseases you would have in Istanbul? Yeah, because uh, we, we, where I live and uh, in my clinic is a very like a apartment style, so we don't have so much green and trees, and we are stuck in the blocks. So. Uh, of course, uh, this kind of diseases mostly in the outside of the Istanbul we have a lot because I'm speaking with my friends, and uh, they are sh shocked that why we don't have this so much vector-borne disease. For example, like I didn't see any alicia or like uh, any other kind of anaplasma or something like this, like two years. I just mm -hmm. saw um, a dog. Uh, two years ago so but my other uh, colleagues uh, which is close to the bosphorus and mm. they ha they are seeing a lot mm. but uh, in my area in the dogs i never saw <laughs> because mm. the, i think because of the they are not going for a walk because all the family dogs i mean uh, apartment dogs they have i'm asking my clients are you going for a walk with the dogs and they said no it's just in the apartment what why you are not going outside oh you know it's so cold it's not so cold in Istanbul or they are just so lazy to go well it's also I mean you yes I would assume especially if you have uh, very small dogs you you possibly might have to keep a close eye on them in case of uh, uh, street dogs or something like That's that true. that they might be territorial and they might consider a small dog as a potential problem, possibly also as, uh, food. as food or something yeah. like that. Yeah, they yeah. have a lot Brain, of... It doesn't yeah. take very much to, 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 to kill that. Yeah, mm. one of my clients, they were in Izmir and the, the street dogs attacked the small dog. Of course, they are terrified. Yeah, there's something happened. COVID, how has that affected yourself, your practice, and then also generally sort of what do you hear from your colleagues? How have the, the veterinary colleagues in Turkey dealt with it? Okay, so I would like to show you what uh, we did in the pandemic. We are using the face shields. Yeah. <laughs> we are working. Yeah. Really, I yeah. did this really in the pandemic. I was working like this. We are uh, put the clients outside for waiting uh, because now I'm doing this too of course still because I, I'm putting to like a big uh, paper I put on my yeah. door entrance door please, uh, don't come in <laughs> please no please if you saw a, a patient inside please wait outside 
So one only at a time. Yeah, one only at a time. But still they are like, mm. but now I put another big, because I would like to show you this big uh, thing like this. Show this. Okay. Oh, so yes. it's a big, it's a very big sign. After this, the people yeah. are uh, really stopped. Okay. <laughs> and they yeah, are waiting. Sometimes little things so you you have a clear sign and somehow people overlook it. On the other hand, if you have a I don't know a yellow tape or, or something yeah. like that across <laughs> the door, they think, oh wait a moment, so uh, there's something, what's going on here? That's so, it's funny that there are little things that you have a little post outside that, mm -hmm. that says exactly the same thing that was on the mm -hmm. sign, mm -hmm. sometimes makes huge difference. <laughs> yeah, How, so... Have you, um, uh, uh, has that affected your team so far? Have you had anybody sort of falling ill with... Uh, COVID or um, having to um, uh, self-isolate or something mm -hmm. like that? So we, unfortunately, we don't have any uh, something like this, so which is so good. Uh, we mm -hmm. are trying to protect us, but who knows yeah. where we'll, we'll get this. So, but still, of course, uh, we don't have any cases. Uh, but somehow I'm hearing about my clients that they have the COVID uh, in the past, but still we don't have any. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the what we did in the COVID, I would like to mention too, uh, in the pandemic, I mean, it started on the March in Istanbul, uh, 2020. And we are making the all the clinics. It's not it's like a not like a rule, but we are making the working hours less. We work till, uh, for example, my clinic work like 11 to 6 p.m. Uh, but we were full busy. I mean, I don't know. We were so busy because maybe the people are staying at home and taking much more care about their cats and dogs so they are calling us please we are coming and they are coming for vaccination too not just for emergency because we will write for the pandemic we are just taking the emergency like this of course but the people would like to come because maybe they get bored after the months something like this what uh, i can tell you other my colleagues they are busy too how um, how is it with the um, online consultations? Is there something like that also being offered or looked into in Turkey? Uh, so I'm using a lot of Instagram, uh, a lot of uh, YouTube. So YouTube channel uh, I'm doing. They are of course trying to write to me the the symptoms, give me a solution uh, because I am putting. Uh, like a kind of a very interesting uh, like a, for example wobbler syndrome in kittens or vestibular syndrome in cats or something like this so the people are calling me as you said can you help my dogs I'm living in the outside of Istanbul what should I do I said I can't do anything because you have to go to the wet and if you are watching it it means that you have to go to the wet uh, it's just the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, 
the clients are writing on an Instagram, what should I do? Uh, my dogs is uh, vomit now uh, or bloody diarrhea or something like that. What should but, I do? But with your, own, with your own clients, I mean, there might be uh, uh, clients that are registered to your clinic that find it difficult or they're afraid to go out of their flat with their cat or so that you do say uh, what's up real life consultation or something like that uh, i didn't do any kind of thing uh, because if it is emergency and i yeah, was writing a paper emergency if they suddenly have collapsed or so then yeah with without question but it's sometimes so that I mean some some practices we explored that in the UK and it's also now becoming uh, uh, more popular uh, uh, in in the German speaking sort of uh, countries that uh, they have a sort of online triage services so really? yeah where they have um, uh, providers which uh, if there is a uh, if the owner is not quite sure well is it something I have to go to the uh, to the veterinary surgeon with or not. They, uh, they can phone one of these services and uh, then uh, um, a veterinary surgeon is advising them and says, oh my God, yes, this sort of blown up German Shepherd, you go to the nearest vet now. <laughs> or if it is something else, we're saying, no, 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 don't worry. That's a very physiological thing. I don't, it's, it's surprising. I have... Every year, sort of, I, I'm, I'm seeing <laughs> quite a few clients that are concerned <laughs> that something is wrong with their female cat when they come in. Yeah, yeah that, that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because uh, when I was in Germany uh, in the Sylvester, I can say, I think in the Christmas yeah. time, and one of my clients calling me, it was like almost like a 12 o'clock. Oh, my cat is uh, something epilepsy or something yeah. <laughs> going on. It's not an epilepsy, it's just a heat. <laughs> okay, some sort of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's quite good. Um, we notice also that um, the um, ownership of dogs seems to have. Uh, increase considerably during the COVID uh, uh, pandemic. Is that something you noticed in, uh, uh, in Turkey as well? Yeah, in the pandemic season, uh, because I'm making a lot of adoptions from the street cats and uh, we are adopt a lot of cats. And I can see a lot of uh, clients are coming to our clinic and they adopt a dog or buy a dog and come to the clinic because they were never thinking about this. But now they are home office and now more can they are thinking that they can more taking care of their pets at home. So, yeah, I, I can say in Turkey is the same. Was well, so interesting speaking to you, Gizem. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I can show my cat too, maybe. Oh, yes. Who is there with you? Who is your little assistant there? <laughs> All right. Is it a boy or girl? Boy, Tommy. Tommy, oh. Okay. Yeah, my paralyzed cat. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It was really nice to speak with you. It's nice to see you also. Nice. Like, likewise. So I just hope that at some point in the near future we are able to meet again. And yes. I hope that I can continue my love affair with Istanbul, sort of to to visit soon again. Yeah, I hope so too. 
always such a magical place to go yeah to. i would that like to really i'm really envious i know istanbul might not have really good skiing opportunities but there are so many other great things you can do over there yeah that's true <laughs> if uh, you enjoyed this episode of uh, Fekavavet Chat or you would like to comment on it then please do so our email address is vetchat at fekava.org you can also use our social media platforms our website especially Facebook if you would like to comment uh, we're always interested to hear from you. Also, if you have any suggestions for future episodes of the Cover Vet Chat. So thank you very much once again. Yeah. And uh, good evening and a good night. Bye-bye. It's not, bye -bye. not nice to talk with you too. Bye.